Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh, my God. Yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Welcome to our show, Queer Nondrum. I am your host, Holly Greystone. And I am your other fabulous host, Gary M. Thorin Jr. Hey, Holly, do you think the audience wants to know what we're talking about today, or should we just let them guess? I am all for guessing. I think you I think you know me by now. I'm, I like some games, and guessing is definitely one of them. But, you know, let's go ahead and tell them this one. <laughs> all right, and, you know. Just because, just for shits and giggles. So. Shits and giggles. Let's just tell them what it's going to be. All right. So we are discussing, because we're into Pride Month, mm-hmm. um, we are going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking and teaching people about the Pride flag, and you are going to be talking about the amount of stuff that our current administration is Hell. kicking ass on. Hell yeah. I, I, there's a lot of things that are going to happen in this conversation. And those are two of the w- most wonderful pieces of, of things happening today. But first, I think let's hear about what's going on with each of us. Do you want to start today, Holly? Yeah, sure. I'd love okay. to. Um, well, I, I want to say one, I'm super excited for the the new queer corner that we're doing. Um, I'm, I'm excited that the direction we're taking that in. So those of us who, those of you who are listening to us, um, stay tuned. I just catch it into the show. It's going to be fantastic. Um, working on that with you and, and, and bringing in Chris and kind of, kind of getting things shaped up is just rejuvenated me. Not that I need it. Cause I got lots of energy for, for you guys. Um, but I always find joy in ways that I can find new connect, new ways to connect to people in our community. Uh, I had great conversations over the last week with younger individuals, uh, like middle school, high school, aged individuals who are, um, who have identified as either pansexual, gray sexual, asexual, transgender, somewhere in the wonderful, beautiful rainbow. And when they realized I was a host of, of a show that supports that community, they felt very free to talk about that, uh, which always makes me a little nervous because you have to be careful. These are underaged individuals. You can't just talk to them about anything because they're not your kid. Um, but their, their, their parents were there and it was fine, but it uh, always makes me just a little nervous, but I learned a lot and I'm I'm excited to, to do some, do some more, uh, having more, you know, talk sessions and conversations and jumping more into the social media and and hearing what you guys have to say. And then the, the biggest two things that are going on right now, Gary, uh, well, three, uh, one, I am dropping the LBs and getting in shape. I'm pretty, I got my backs in much better shape. My yoga's oh, good, so good. good. I've been doing the whole Noom thing for a while. Because oh, you like that. Good. I love it. So that's been going really well. Our Hawaii trip, our honeymoon trip is coming up. So excited. Got some good dish ideas of places to check out. And we're getting not one new puppy, but two. Can we, okay, that's cool. Can I ask back? So are you going to the, now you're going to Honolulu, is that right? I'm going to Honolulu and Kauai. So Kauai and Kona. Okay. 
I just making yeah. sure, you know, so that we, our stalkers can know where to find you guys. Oh That's yeah. Awesome. No, yeah, social yeah, media you know. will update that. And I'm sure yeah. they'll tag me because <laughs> <Okay>. that's <laughs> how they track us these days, guys. It's not the vaccine. It's our freaking phones. Uh, so no, it, so it'll cool, be on you're getting, I'm getting two, you're then, getting two dogs. Okay. And I was not hugely shocked by this <laughs> coming up. I, we I have, think anybody so, who listens to our podcast will go, Oh yeah, we, oh, yeah, we all yeah, saw this coming. So there, so. one of the dogs, uh, so there's two dogs that were up for service. So for someone mm-hmm. who needed help, uh, either for seeing or has seizures or whatever, they have something going on in their lives where a dog can benefit them. And they, so Mumbles is, their, is the dog's name. He passed all the tests, but when it came down to it, uh, the human just didn't select him. There was other dogs to choose from and, and they bonded to a, another dog named Kenai. And Mumbles does not have a forever home. And so the breeder reached out to us and said, hey, Mumbles uh, didn't pass that last test. He's adoptable. And we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you about that later, which is pretty much us. And like, so they gave it to you for free. I'm, I'm hoping right. so. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not, not. Probably not. But we'll see what happens in that conversation. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep the name Mumbles. I'm oh, no, no, that's a cute name. The other one, tell Desiree to change bon, bon, it. Bon Jovi Greystone. How is that not a cool name? <laughs> oh, sorry. I, oh, I had to keep uh, down are some you bio, okay? So. Oh, uh, you know, I, you're just I, trying to, I, whatever. You just can't keep down a Bon Jovi. So, Mumbles. I keep is, down a Bon Jovi without any problem, honey. <laughs> I'm I saying. wondered if you were with this conversation, my friend. Yeah. So, I'm I'm open to dog name suggestions. So it, catch me on my social media. Drop your suggestions. I won't name. I won't pick a name until July 11th. So there, there's some time. If you come up with something cool, I'll give you a shout out. Uh, but Mumbles is likely going to be their name, named after ha- uh, Happy Feet Penguin, and it fits him. He's a pretty happy-go-lucky dog, so I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's, so, I think it's a cute name. I, that, yeah. I approve of that name. You approve of that name. I, I You know what? I'll just mark that down as a done deal. Yeah, so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Desiree, again, we, I need to talk to her. Uh, she's, she's still trying to work on you with your sandals-sock sandals, sock combo, whatever it is you do. So if tell you guys can get that sorted out, I'm not sure she's yeah. going to take dog tip ideas from you. I'm just saying. <laughs> She's not good at everything, but you know, I just <laughs> oh, whatever. She's great at many things. But before I go off on some random tangent on that, I'd like to hear what's going on with you, my friend. What's up, Gear Bear? Well, the cool thing here is I think we're a little farther ahead in the COVID world than you are. We're actually at 100% open everything now. We have nothing, there's yeah. no restrictions at all. We're somewhere um, between 60 and 75 or something like that. And you- more in others and less in, less yeah. in other areas. And so, um, and so we literally, we are now, you do not have to wear a mask when you're at work. You don't have to wear a mask wherever you go. You, it, I mean, it's always your choice. Um, so it's been all of a sudden, because I do work at a college and trying to get everything all of a sudden reorganized again, because we were getting ready. Okay, we've got all these groups coming in. Uh, we're like, we just were doing a wrestling camp right now. And we originally had all these all these things they had to follow, but all of a sudden they're thinking, Oh no, we're, we're doing good. So they opened it out completely up. So Crazy. at the last minute I'm working on scheduling changes and all that wonderful stuff and oh, doing sure, sure. 
trying to explain to people, yes, I understand. I told you last week you had to wear a mask when you came to work. And if you want to still go ahead, but you don't have to now. It's mm-hmm. your choice. Mm-hmm. But you and I go, I know what I said. Things have changed. Things have changed. You know, That's enjoy funny. it. I don't know. When you're, embrace, when you're more enlightened, you make new yeah. choices. Yeah, you know, so so that's been interesting. I've been, if you saw my, I actually, at the moment, anyway, have beat you in, in walking or, uh, or exercise you know, for the day. I appreciate that. At the at this current moment of recording, yes, by the time I put my head to pillow, I will crush you again. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm just saying that usually, it's usually you're like at like 5,000 and 20, you know. I was but, ordered to take the day off by my massage therapist because my back and I took it. I don't blame you. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's not a competition. I just sort of shocked at no, how close I made to Hollywood. I know, which is fantastic. Yeah. I, seriously, I'm super proud of you. You're doing yeah. a lot of great work over there for yourself. And um, let's see. So, oh, and I'm now down to trying to keep up. I'm down to 246 now, which is the lowest I've weighed, and I couldn't even tell you when. That's like um, I've now lost over 80 pounds. Um, and I am the lowest I've weighed. And I mean, Dean has never seen me as low as I am now. This oh, is wow. a new one for Dean. So that's how low I am now. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So it's going on lots of energy. Um, I'm becoming, some of you won't believe this. I'm becoming the true obnoxious Gary that I used to be. I know you wouldn't believe that, oh, as, you yeah, know, but it's true. guy. Yeah, that no, guy. but it's true. It's, okay. it's more obnoxious now than it used to be. You know, I take that over your uh, snarky, sad, angry Gary version. Well, that's still there. It's it's, that'll it's never more leave. Lovable. It's more lovable. But anyway, so that's sort of what's going on with me. It's been today was like fucking a little over twelve straight hours of working, and I'm glad my day is over. Tomorrow it won't be quite as long, thankfully. So, um, but that, that's my life right now. And I'm very thankful for that life that I'm sure. actually able, that I get to work well, and, and get you get to, to be that, here so. at the end of such a, such a yeah. long day. And, and, oh, well, yeah. Right? I get to look like, into your eyes. I mean, oh yes. My beautiful eyes. What more do I really need? You know, I mean, just saying, <laughs> but yeah, so that's what, that's what's been going on with me. Um, so now I'm going to guess everybody would be thrilled to hear about the history of the gay pride honestly, flag. Honestly, I would. I Being a member of the community and going to pride and celebrating with, with so many different diversities of our people, uh, and, and everyone has a has this flag. It's like, well, where did that come from? We understand where the American flag came from. I honestly don't know the history of this, and I, I truly am excited to hear about it. Well, and it is actually, it's it's... I was kind of like, oh, okay, we'll do this because you know we should, but it's actually it's there's some really interesting. There's stuff. some really interesting stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what part of what uh, this part that I'm talking about now? I I'm getting directly um, from a memoir called Rainbow Warrior by Gilbert Baker, who happened to make the first uh, Pride flag. So, um, I think it's it's funny how many what life changes happen to make you decide what you're going to do. He actually had a really bad breakup with a person. He's named, so I'm going to do it. Tandy, and it's B-E-L-E-W, so Belo? Bello? I don't know. Bello? um, I'll go Bello. um, And so he had this just really bad breakup with this guy, and he decided that Gilbert was 
he was going to devote himself to activism. He, that's where he was going to go. And about the same time, he was friends with Harvey Milk. Who yeah. I, if I'm sorry, in this listeners who don't know Harvey Milk, if you don't really know who he is, let us know and we'll go over. We'll, we'll do a wonderful thing on Harvey Milk. But um, and basically, Harvey Milk um, has said, "Why, why don't you do something to show what what our gay pride is?" Okay, and because at this point, what they had was the pink triangle. This is what, oh, yeah. what the people use for their for for gay pride, and that had and it still has some really negative connotations. We've taken it back some, but you know when it talks about that it oppressed people, you know the whole triangle thing comes from that's how Nazis identify people in concentration camps, what colors they were, that's who they were. So gay man got a pink triangle and so it's not it's it's a harder one than say taking back queer it's a really right. hard one i could yeah with, i could definitely yeah. yeah that one's a little more saltier yeah so it's a hard one so here gilbert is he's broken up with this guy and he said he wants to be do activism and all this stuff and harvey milk says well you need to do something that says that what gay pride is so he makes the first uh, flag, um, and it comes out in 1978 at San Francisco Bay Pride, Gay Pride there, which all, oh, by the way, sorry, Gay Pride happens in, mainly in June, because mm-hmm. if, you're, if we have our listeners have all listened to us, because of the Stonewall riots, which right. we have covered extensively. So most, most Pride things go on in June. In the month of We have June. found ones that have now gone on in july even from where we're both from originally mm-hmm. um we there's one that happens in in um august i believe that is the spokane area no the 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 Palouse pride happens is it the, oh it is the Palouse. yeah right. yeah so eastern washington yeah Weird. eastern washington Weird. so um one of the things and one of the things that harvey said in this whole time is if you're visible people notice you mm-hmm which really is saying, show who you are, so be noticeable. So he started thinking of all this stuff, and he sees these flags on government buildings and realized there's a real source of pride in that, saying that, oh, look, yep. these governments have this, and you know, immediately know then where it is. Right. And at the same time, not too long before this time period, we had had our, our 19, uh, 1976 bicentennial. And so flags were everywhere. And it wasn't it before then he kind of felt Gilbert felt like it was a joke. But now he's saying, oh, my God, this right. is actually it's a pride thing. It's a sense and of And they pride. started going, yeah, what would what would a gay nation's uh, flag be? Because he also associated with territory. It's a territory. Right. So what is what is this time I'm using gay because it's not it's not he's I'm using his language. It's not it's not that, you know, who we are. It's what is our territory? Where do we belong? Mm-hmm. So I started thinking through all this. Um, and like I said, the first flag went up on June 25th, 1978, the San Francisco Gay Freedom Day Parade. The colors have changed throughout the years because a lot of it depending on what was available and what wasn't. So next we're going to be talking about, I'm literally going through, um, there are 21 
different LGBTQ pride flags now. 21 folks. I'm getting most of this from an article in, of all things, which I love, Seventeen Magazine. Oh my gosh. I haven't heard of that magazine title in ages. And this is an article that just came out. And it was done by Corey Williams. And it just came out on June 1st, 2021. Well, thank you, Corey. Yeah. So now this is, um, it's basically because of, of Gilbert Baker's pride flag, which has, um, I mean, this is the one I'm going to go over all the colors for sure. The colors um, on the pride flag are pink, which means sex, red, which is life, orange, which is healing, yellow is sunlight, green is nature, turquoise is magic, blue is harmony, violet is spirit. And he felt that really encompassed who the, who the gay uh, yeah, I agree. Gay people were. And it's also, it's how, um, if you look at a lot of areas, the rainbow flag in particular, is how the, it's identified as growth, health. Mm-hmm. In Genesis, it is a rainbow flag that comes up to represent that man and, and animals have a connection. So it's something he was usually using this to show all these connections. Um, oh, I love so it. So you go on from here and you do end up getting different colors because of the different, um, what was available from basically 1978 to 1999, the pray the, the pride flag had, uh, violet, purple, blue, green, yellow, orange, and red. Turquoise was just too hard to come by. It was just it was just a hard one to do. Then you get into the rainbow uh, pride flag that has um, this flag is used to symbolize the overall um, LGBTQ community. It's one that's mainly used now. It's the six stripes we're familiar with. It's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. Yeah, that's the one I'm. That's the one we all know. Um, And then we have. The f- I love this one. Philadelphia's People of Color inclusive flag. They basically added black and brown to include, make sure that all the people of color who are queer are included in this one. That came out in 2017. Then uh, another group did a queer people of color flag that basically has those colors in a in a fist, you know, the black yeah. power sign. Yep. So love that. Love that. Yeah, I've seen that. There's the Progress Pride flag, which was created in 2018 by Daniel Quasar in response to Philly's updated Pride flag. So basically, it's incorporating it all in together. Mm-hmm. We have the bisexual flag. I'm going to start. I'm not going to listen. To, I'm not going to go through all the colors now. We have the pansexual flag, polysexual flag, asexual flag, demisexual flag. Lesbian flag, intersex flag, transgender flag, gender queer flag, gender fluid flag, agender, aromatic, non binary, polyamory, and straight ally flag. 21 flags. 
and I, I know it seems a lot guys and thank you, but we have some, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there, the purists who go, but we all need the one pride flag. My thought is whatever makes that person happy. I don't fucking care if we have 900,000 different flags. If it makes you as an individual feel better. Right. That's right. You know, and the fact that they feel they can do that. And this all came back because of Gilbert. He was the one who invented the first flag, wanted to say, look how proud we are, who we are. We want to be known. There's our symbolism that represents all that. Yeah. And so these are the things that I really appreciate about Gilbert um, and what he has done. Um, And he died in 2017. So he's missed the big explosion of flags. But I'm, and I'm, I'm hoping I could be wrong. I'm hoping that he appreciates everything that's that's happened since since the pride flags uh have you know since he got it going and i thank him for doing this and i really what i think we want to do now is talk about all the things that have gone on with our wonderful administration now right Um, and then we're going to talk you know then we'll get to all of our feelings on both sides remind me was it oh was it Obama's presidency when the pride flag was officially accepted by the, by our government. Okay. It was, it was, um, it was started with Clinton and then uh, actually then Biden actually, no, I'm sorry. Obama Obama added the the last part of it. Biden was in that, during that administration was the first to really come forward and say, yeah, I support the L the LGBTQ community even before the mainstream administration and Obama included, were pushing a lot of positive. He came out and said, I support gay marriage. Right. Anyone else. So that's his coming out story. He came out in full support. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that should, that should, if anything, kind of give you an idea about what we're going to jump into. And I'm going to just do highlights because it's, it's pretty fantastic about what this administration has done. Um, 13% of Biden's administration has some representation within our community. Um, and I'll, I'll touch up on that as well. And he has just like right out the gate already was signing executive orders in favor of the LGBTQ plus people and the people of color, transgender Americans, and he specifically calls these calls these individual groups out because these are individual groups within our own community that are facing even greater discrimination at this point in time. And I love that he just takes that time and to stop and say, I'm, I'm emphasizing this. I'm going to say these words and I'm going to emphasize what I what it is I mean. Transgender life matters. And we're going to like, OK, let me just back up here. So. He signs a comprehensive executive order um, giving rights back to the to the group of people like from health, from discrimination in the workplace, discrimination in housing and urban development, credit cards, credit lending, anything like that. Education, veteran status, including uh, transgender individuals serving in the military. Executive orders undoing all of this and or pushing even further into we need to act and we need to start making these things 
actionable. We didn't put him into law. He challenged uh, the DOJ to get, basically get off their butt and get stuff done. He also did an uh, initiative to advance the equality and justice for the underserved communities. And he specifically calls out the LGBTQ communities in those underserved communities. Um, he also goes into, obviously, we talked about the tra- whole issue with the transgender Syrian military, which was just such BS that, to begin with. But I'm glad that this administration can can start healing some wounds that were hurt during that time. Oh, yeah. Um, he signed some stuff in into law to help uh, individuals, families, businesses that are L- LGBTQ. He signed some orders. He, we're talking like twelve, like right off the bat. He just he just got right out there in the front of his administration and is leading by example. Um, it's just the other one is the uh, the whole discrimination in in sexual harassment. I want to kind of touch on in greater detail real quick. Because I think it's really important to understand where some of these things have come from. So basically in 20 in 2020, um, there was Bostock versus Clay versus Clayton County lawsuit that went out. So for those of you who didn't follow the, the news here, uh Bostock was fired because he would came out as a gay man and he sued Clayton County and the lower court said, Nope, drop your case. So he took it to the second court and the second court said, Nope, they, they had every right to fire you. They did not violate uh, the title, the title nine laws. You're not protected or sorry, title seven laws, uh, which is the civil rights act of 1964. So he's like, well, damn, what do I do? Well, two other people in different States had also been fired and they had also filed lawsuits and they all got pushed up to the Supreme court. So the three of them got together filed a, a, a case with the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court ruled six to three in favor and said, yes, you were you were discriminated against and your rights under Title seven were in fact violated. And they went back and undid all of the other courts rulings in favor of them. So what this did is set precedence. And this is what Biden's administration is riding the coattails of by saying, yes, we need to do more than just rule from the bench. We need to make this law. So here's my executive orders. I am telling you, Department of Justice, we need to we need to update the Title VII to specifically include the language so we quit having these moments where the Supreme Court has to rule from the bench. Because it's a waste of time and money. And it's not, that's not their job. They set precedents, and then it's for the rest of our government system to start catching up. So they are. A lot of lot of departments um, throughout our government are uh, getting on board with that. They're, the military went through and redid all their stuff regarding the transgenders, individuals who's in service, being discriminated against. You had the whole housing department immediately put out a rollback on uh, individuals um, being discriminated against in buying homes, medical um Department of Justice, not Department of Justice, the Medical Health Department, they basically put a stop on that and said, if you discriminate against anybody of this community, you're violating these laws and you will be sued. You cannot deny these individuals uh, medical care. Biden even specifically called out um, care for transgendered individuals because that was a, that's been a huge issue. We're looking at about 144 
uh, laws of various different degrees and different and very different levels of governments from local to main stage, where people, certain organizations are trying to push these anti-LBGTQ laws specifically targeting our transgender community. And Biden has just been pushing back on that quite extensively. always saying, no, we need to make this a law and we need to put, put a stop to this. So much like what we saw with, with uh, Obama, where he came out and he's like, nope, they could get married. They have rights that under these reasons and, and made it a law. And I know there was a lot more that went into that than just my flyby take on that, but it's important to understand like, we, the people, have to continue to have these conversations so that when we have presidents who will actually listen to the people, they can take action appropriately. One of the cool things that I thought was really uh, interesting is Dr. Jill, the First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, she visited uh, Whitman Walker Health. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Um, It is one of the first and foremost LGBTQ clinics uh, over in eastern states. And it provides care for it, those living with HIV and AIDS and overall care, just specialized expertise in LGBTQ. And they empower, their biggest motto is that they empower a person to live a healthy love, a love openly and achieve equity and inclusion through affirming community-based health. And that's really, they, that's very cool. Yeah. Been around since, gosh, early seventies. So. I, I, you know, obviously this isn't just, you know, this isn't just Joe Biden on it. There's, there's, there's also Jill, you know, she's in on this conversation as well. And she's working her, her, her particular strengths. And we're seeing, you know, we also know that, like I said earlier, like 13% of his administration are members we of the community. We have Pete Buttigieg, we have Rachel Levine or Levine. Yeah. He has uh, Sean, Sean Skelly, who was nominated for the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Readiness, uh, Brenda Sue Fluton, uh, she's a, a, a lesbian from West Point, graduated as an Army officer. Gina Ortez, I mean, just so many. We've named these people numerous times, but his is during his administration. We've seen the biggest representation of our community at the forefront of our government, and these are just freaking phenomenal. I say that because we need to keep that in mind while we think about these companies that are pushing legislation, like that 144 different legislations that are being pushed out right now. And not, not all of them have been taken, you know, mm-hmm. they're still in discussion or will be shut down. And there are a lot of companies that are coming forward that, that are countering that. But we, the people, also need to do that as well to shut these companies down from using, using legislation to discriminate. And by doing one way to do that is to pass laws that prevents these kind of things from even happening to begin with. So that's my call out to you to be be awake. The work isn't done yet. We had we yes we fought really really hard with the during the Trump administration, but the real work is now. How does that say, to say that? But this is the time to like really get out there, make your voice heard, make your votes votes count, help educate your friends and neighbors, family, name it. So that this doesn't just fall through the crack. And next thing we know, we're living with a law that is causing harm to to our fellow people. And I think where I kind of just yeah, where I think you're going with this is that in particular now, because we do have an administration that is supportive of the queer community, 
it is it is now the time to speak loud and proud. Absolutely. Because this is how we're going to get all these things passed. We're not, we don't do it by going, oh, thank God he'll take care of it. Yes, he is the president and I support him. But we as we are the grassroots. We, we are. have to we have to do this. And we that, are. There's it's like 66% of United States agree that. Yeah, that we should have these rights should be documented, should be a part of our current law. The language needs to be updated. And a good portion of that is actually Republicans, which is kind of surprising, but also not surprising because the original before the crazy Republicans, there was at least some love there for people of our community. And I there's some people that I'm friends with. Who are Trump supporters, Mm -hmm. I but. They also completely agree with gay marriage and agree with all these rights being put in, especially any anybody out there listening. If somebody says, well, I don't know why you have to put that in as a right. Think about this in the terms, go immediately to a person of color. You don't mm-hmm. think twice about when that if somebody saw a sign up that said no colored people allowed. Right. That just makes us cringe even think of that now. Right. God, no. But we still have those, we still get that. And especially with our queer people of color, it's worse mm-hmm. for them. That this is stuff that make sure the best thing as a queer person can do is make sure that the people you're around know that you're that you yes. are and a the queer language person. matters. The language matters. People are saying, oh well, 1963, when we were talking about Title VII, we wasn't supposed to include the base on the basis of sex. Well, it does if you think about how it breaks down and if the difference between two employees that are qualified on all other fronts is the fact that one of them, a female who is attracted to men and a male who's attracted to a man, and you're not firing them both because they're attracted yeah. to men, you're only firing that guy because he's attracted to a man, then you are doing it based on sex. You are doing it on the basis of something specific. Now, what the what Biden's administration and various individuals are lobbying for is to put that in, that inclusive language in there to clarify it for all the states. Because once you make it federal, the states follow that. They're not the greatest, um, but that's the idea, and that's why we have the Marriage Equality Act for us to get married. It's fantastic. And I want to always say that Washington state was the only state that actually voted that actually in. Voted everybody in. else was, it was all done through government actions. And we were the one state that voted it in, even though I'm Colorado now and we have an amazing Colorado loves you. But I always want to say that the state I was born and raised in voted it in. I always have to say that. Well, I appreciate um, you saying that. I think it's like, we're just saying, but please make sure this is a time to be I, to be proud of who you are. If you're not out yet, I'm not telling you to come out until you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. But if you're out, make sure you're out. Make sure that people know who you are. Make sure that they understand that that your neighbor understands that you are that that you are a queer person. You know, because the more they understand that, the, the more, more they're going to be. They yeah. start to see, and that happens with all of us. You start to see, yeah. like, oh, that thing, that word I used actually hurt that person. Mm-hmm. Or that word I, I, my grandmother used 
if I were to use that today, that would hurt my best friend or my lover or whatever. And so you start to realize that those things aren't, aren't okay. Never were, but definitely as your individual who gets to update your language and for, we are fortunate to be able to do that. We're all connected globally. We had that opportunity. And also speaking of globally, we need to really, we need to do this where we can to help support our queer members in Africa, in Afghanistan. Ah. Oh, that was the other thing that Biden did too. He, two other things that he did of a big significant. If a United States company is doing business overseas, he passed laws or let, or executive orders saying that they have to protect those employees and protect them from discrimination because in at least 69 countries, it's illegal. So if you're a U.S. Yeah. company working there, and you send one of your employees over and you don't have protections in place for them. Yeah. That's a problem. So Biden put that out there and then uh, he did something and that, else that was pro- that's oh, it, a protection for everybody, right? So that's, everybody. Am I, that's a blanket yep. that covers transgender color, specifically every, was called yeah. out on that as yeah. well. He also did um, something out. What was it? Oh God, it was just on the tip of my tongue. And before you said that, Oh, if you, no, you're fine. This is a huge deal because uh, as someone who, who may have children someday in the future, he may, he passed executive orders protecting same sex couples uh, by, in terms of like, if you have a child and that's, and one of you is an American, that child has American status, whether it's through in vitro or some other form, then not specifically call out adoption, but any form of like medically induced birth and that includes surrogate um you they are american as long as one of the parents is um an american citizen which is fantastic because that's been a huge fear for a lot of people of our communities that they can't their kids don't have rights as an american citizen because they're born to a same sex same sex couple so i thought that was pretty rad um that that finally was done but again another thing that had to be called out and put into into a law in order for those people to actually have those protections. Just saying, check out the 14th amendment. Just saying. Well, I always go back. It's not queer related, but gender related. Nine, I think it was until 1974, women couldn't get a credit card without having their yeah. husband or their father co-sign for them. It didn't yep. matter. Didn't matter. You know, that so. was not that long ago, guys. Yeah. So that's at least since I've been born, you know, so yeah. it's something that, so Less something than 50 that, you years know, ago. that was insane. So that's something that just saying that, then that shows that we, oh my gosh, so many more freedoms that we have. <sighs> Protect Roe versus Way. Like, oh. But anyway. we have to, we do have to fight for this at all times. It's all not, time. I'm not you saying, relax. Yeah, we, that's just it. We can't just, oh, thank God Biden's in charge. Oh, we the don't have to worry do so anymore. Much. No, we Remember, have to work. grassroots. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that covers that pretty well. Are you, I think we're good and we would yeah. love to hear some feedback on this. Absolutely. Folks. So thanks so much for joining us for, for this wonderful show. Uh, we're going to jump into our quirk corner. So stick with us. Super excited to excited. launch something new. Welcome to the Queer Corner. Corner, 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 corner. <laughs> Someday we'll figure this out. And I, I'm still <laughs> loving it, no matter what. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we're trying something new in our Queer Corner. So uh, what we're doing is 
I'm going to go over some relevant headlines that that are taking place on the world stage that are relevant to our community. And Gary, because Gary loves this shit, he's going to discuss a show, a book, a movie, or something that he's gotten into, and he's gonna he's gonna bring that here and share that with you all. And the big difference on that part, folks, mm-hmm. is I before I said I wouldn't say if I if I didn't like something, I wouldn't review it. That won't happen now. If I if I put if I put the time and effort in to watch it, read it, and I don't like it, I will it. mention it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, we're taking it a little more serious in this uh, segment. That does not mean if you have any questions or anything you like for us to dive into that we're not here for you. We still are. So please utilize our social media channels for that. Uh, do you want to go ahead and, and take us into it first? Or would you like me to run with our hotlines? Um, I either way is good. Uh, I do want to, I can do my, I'll start, I'll start and then you can end. I do want to, before I can do it, I do want to specifically shout out to all of our people listening in India. Oh yeah. Uh, I would love you. you to give me any movies, books, TV series that are queer, you know, queer uh, identifying for me to, to look at. And I would love to, to review then and to get feedback from you guys. So please, I would love that from India. Oh, and United Kingdom, you're getting up there. Love awesome. it. Love it so much. So, <laughs> Shout out to everybody. Really, yeah. really appreciate you guys joining our conversations. And so, um, so yeah, what I'm going to talk about, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you don't have HBO Max, you should try to get it if you can. Really? It is, it has... Well, first of all, it hits the nerd with me. Okay. I got to watch, you know, it had uh, Zack Snyder's Superman, you know. Okay, yes. So that was like, cool. It has both Wonder Woman's on it. Um, but also, if you see HBO Max, so I think they're trying to make a name for themselves now. Let's see how it is two years from now. But a lot of their television shows have a queer content to them. So a lot of shows I'm going to be talking about are going to be coming from this area. Um, because the shows are doing, because they're trying to make a name for themselves. And so they, they are going with this, you know, say, okay, nice. well, cool. You know, okay. And if you go back, if you look at like when uh, Fox started or even when it was the WB and UPN separately, they went for African-Americans because that's the niche they can go for. And once they started getting popular, they started dropping off. They started, they started uh, losing. So I'm waiting to see in a couple of years if that happens with HBO Max, you know, where okay. right now, because it, it gives a buzz, we get that niche group in, but so we'll see. Anyway, the show I want to talk about today, it has just started. It's only been on eight episodes. It is a wonderful series. What is it wonderful called? Wonderful. What called is it Hacks. called? It's called Hacks. Never and heard it of just, it. it it's well again, unless you have HBO Max, you're not going to hear of it. Oh, so this is it's fair. It's fair. um, it stars first of all one of the great actresses I think of our time, Jean Smart, who oh. people know from Designing Women would be the main thing, but she also is in Legion. Uh, she was, she has done. If you look at her resume, she's just done stuff over and over and over again, just all the time, just trying new things. Um, she's somebody that if I ever met, I, that I would do a total fanboy on because I'm just so impressed with her. And guess where she's from, Holly? Washington State. Yes. She went, she went to, uh, she graduated from Ballard High School. 
and she went to uh, University of Washington. She is a really? Washingtonian born and bred. So um, she plays a person named Deborah Vance. She's a, a mixture of people like you see bits of Joan Rivers, Roseanne. Um, you see even some of Lucille Ball in her. Uh, it's this, she does this great, just like this wonderful stew of all these female comedians and she pays them wonderful honor. I love it. And she's not somebody, you, you, and you don't like her half the time because of what she says. She's of her time. She's, she is, she her big time was in the 80s. That's when she's most popular. And so she says racist things. She says the wrong thing to her daughter. She has a daughter who uh, the two of them do not get along. They, and mm-hmm. every, almost every person out there will understand this. They love each other. You can tell how much they love each other, but they hate each other. <laughs> There's definitely um, a love hate there. Yeah. I love, so, I love her and watch oh, yeah. Watchmen. Uh, oh, that's that Watchmen. I was trying to think of that one. Yeah. Yet, so. I loved her in that. It just, she is a phenomenal actor. I agree. So even though Jean Smart isn't, she does not play a queer character in this. Personally, I think she's a queer icon, but whatever. I would agree this, with that. And I'm, yeah. I'm ready to argue with anyone who disagrees with yeah, that. I know. It's just, just try. Oh, my <laughs> God. Another thing about Jean Smart before I go off is that she um, did a guest arc on Frasier. She was uh-huh. in several episodes. Uh-huh. If you have never, if she played Lana, oh, my God, one of the funniest characters ever created for television. I, I just, might have to just rewatch those episodes. Specifically. Yeah, those are just they hilarious because oh, it's amazing, and she goes from extremes, completely believable. You can believe she's pissed, and then she's this loving, sexy woman in a period of less than five seconds, and she does it so beautifully. <laughs> but where I'm really talking about then um, is that in this show, two of the other main characters that are Ava and Marcus that are played by. Hannah Einbinder and Carl Clemens. I've lost his full name because it's Carl Clemens Hopkins. Uh, Carl Clemens Hopkins plays a queer man. And uh, and in a period of very quickly, uh, actually a queer man of color, which is even greater. And he plays this character that you don't know for sure. You, you think he could be, but you don't know for the first couple episodes. And he does such a good, oh, he does such a good job of it. Actually, he reminds, the character reminds me a little bit of our the one of the guests we've had, Brandon Dudley, on the show. He's got that same kind of demeanor. Oh, um, okay. So, but the other one is, um, is the character Ava. She plays a bisexual woman. And I just have to do, I'm paraphrasing here, but this is when I, I fell in love with this show. Um, okay. Gene Smart looks at her, looks at her and goes, so what? Are you a lesbian? And and Ava's character, I don't know, you can't ask that kind of question. I'm just curious. Are you a lesbian? And she goes, her response was great. She goes, she looks there trying to shock her. She goes, well, I used to only ever date guys. But then I found that when I would fuck a woman, I would have a more emotionally intense response to the woman. But I also realized just every once in a while to get that really good orgasm, I need a good hard dick. From that moment, I <laughs> loved this show. I mean, how could you not love the show from that moment? That to me 
And so I love it. I love it. If you're going to force the question, here's your answer. Yeah, here you go. And she thought, and so, and it didn't, it didn't phase. It did not phase Gene Smart's character, Deborah at all. I was like, what? Okay. Okay. No. And her response to that, I was just curious because you you dress like shit, and so that was <laughs> so. But um, so what this the premise is? I should tell you guys this. It's about um, Gene Smart's character is an aging comedian, and she's been working Vegas for years. Um, and she's being told that her the place where she works they're going to drop her to bring in new talent. They just they can't do this anymore. She brings in Ava as a comedy writer to help bring in new material and they hate each other from almost the minute they meet each other, they hate each other. Interesting. And that's growing. So it's not quite as bad as it was, but she you doesn't see have a choice. The, this, they, this person was hired to do the and, job. And neither does Ava. Ava doesn't have a choice either. Cause she was involved in the sitcom and they fired her for some toxic behavior she was doing. So neither character was perfect by any means. <laughs> they both have issues. Let's just put it that way. Issues. Um, <laughs> and then adding the fact you've got the daughter's dynamic, you find out that, um, th- you were starting to get the fact that, that, um, Deb really likes Marty, who is the person who wants to get her off the stage. She's on one of her own hotel, but all this really cool stuff. It goes from comedy to drama and just drops like in five seconds. It goes from one to the other and you totally believe it all. So I recommend getting hbo max and watching this show and i'm going to be doing several more uh reviews from other shows on hbo max because it's, it's okay. an amazing show it's got a couple you, of hits on there sounds wrong. like yeah all right i might I, I might actually consider getting it when i get back from my honeymoon so because i'm not going to spend my honeymoon watching tv and then they're going to premiere it on the top of all this just hbo itself the next shazam movie is going to premiere on HBO Max oh, along with movie theaters. So I just saying. That you know, movie is so good. Are, yeah. So the next one. So, so I'm good. Just saying, Talk about nerding. Oh my okay. God. I totally nerd on that. So good. And isn't, I mean, come on. You know, Zachary Levi, I find him so adorable. It's not even funny. Adorable. Right, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> well, alrighty then. Since you are, you're done, I will go ahead and take us into Holly's hot takes. Everything you ever wanted to know about the LBGTQ news, but we're afraid to ask. As of the first week of May, 2021 has officially become the worst year on record for anti-LBGTQ legislation. There is at least 17 discriminatory statutes signed into law so far. Earlier in our podcast, I did mention there's 144. These ones of that 144 are making it this far into um, the process. So 17 have been signed in. There are 11 more discriminatory bills awaiting signature or veto in the respective states with dozens more still working their way through the legislation. So get out there, get loud. So according to the human rights campaign president, Alfonso David, bills that have been have become law so far this year range from making it a felony to provide transgendered youth with life-saving health care to banning transgender girls from participating in sports to erasing LBGTQ people from the school curriculum to granting boards licenses to discriminate against against people of the LBGT community. So actually giving boards the power to do some discrimination. So nice job there. 
Um, this is an increase in general of our anti-LBGT legislation, and it isn't being driven by any local legislator or by the public in general, but is instead a coordinated attack mounted by, you guessed it, anti-LBGT groups like Heritage Foundation and the Alliance Defending Freedom. Yeah, those jackwads. They're getting out there and pushing all this crap out there. In spite of the push by all these national groups, public opinion doesn't fall in line. So with their goals being more than 90% major U.S., uh, sorry, more than 90 major U.S. corporations have publicly spoke out against them. And leading healthcare and welfare groups have released statements calling the legislators to oppose these bills targeting members of the LBGT community, transgender people specifically. And the individual polling says that about 67% of Americans, and that includes 66 of the Republicans, oppose anti-transgender sport ban legislation that is prolific across 30 states. You can check out more uh, at the hrc.org, their press release of 2021 regarding some of those updates. Uh, you could also look at the Biden administration website on LBGTQ rights and you can see a lot of the things that are happening on multiple fronts in this country. It's it's quite fascinating to be living through this. Um, so bills that are moving through the legislature are obviously they're disheartening, but there is some good news. And I'm going to highlight this specifically because it's important. The Utah Supreme Court, one of the most conservative states in the union, ruled last month that trans people have common law right to have their birth certificate match their sense of self. Utah, right? Utah, oh my gosh, remains as one of the country's most conservative states with Republicans controlling the supermajority in both House of Legislator. Legislator. But it has boasted notable progress on the issues regarding the LBGTQ. Uh, specifically, I'll mention the 2015, it became the first GOP-led state to pass inclusive statewide non-discrimination law and enacted a regulatory changes affecting banning, effectively banning conversion therapy. So Utah, hell yeah, shout out, Utah rules. So more news on that federal front. Uh, it's likewise positive. Again, the Biden administration on last month just launched an initiative to gain information about how the government services might be provided more equitably to underserved communities, specifically calling out the LBGTQ community. They are launching a website to receive public comment that will be opening up on Wednesday, I believe, of this week, aiming to help identify gaps in budgeting and policies that aggressively inequality. Wow that aggregate inequality, particularly among communities of color, women, religious minorities, LBGTQ people, and people of disabilities and rural communities. So you get your information, you have to, you have to have information to act on. So the fact that the, our administration is trying to gather that information so that we can make some changes, I think is fantastic. Uh, in other news, the ranks of Americans who identify as LBGTQ plus are growing with the largest population boom in the college age female sector. So according to a nine-year study recently published in the Journal of Sexuality and Emerging Adulthood, women ages 18 to 29 are, quote, increasingly rejecting exclusive 
heterosexuality and describing their sexual orientation in other ways. These changes in women's sexuality are not mirrored by their male peers. In a related development, we found that women in this age group are also reporting more open attitudes towards sex than previous generations of women. They are separating sex from a traditional love relationship and describing themselves as enjoying casual sex with different partners and more likely to have sex with the person before being sure about the relationship would become serious or long-term. These attitudes are more akin to those of their male peers, which is true. I know so many guys that are there very much more about the free love and having sex before marriage before they commit to that. And women traditionally haven't been. So we're seeing a huge shift in that. And I think that is fantastic. Uh, You can find out some more on that. Theconversion.com, the feminist legacy sees college women embracing more diversity, sexuality. Um, The good news from around the world, Germans and the German Catholics in particular are stepping up. In open defiance of Pope Francis' edict that Priests cannot bless same-sex unions. Dozens of German Catholic priests released a statement saying, in part, in view of the refusal of the congregation for the doctrine of the faith to bless homosexual partnership, we raise our voices and say, we will continue to accompany people who enter into a binding partnership in the future and bless the relationship. We do not refuse a blessing ceremony. We do this in our responsibility as pastors who promised people uh, or who promised people at important moments of their lives, the blessing that God alone gives. We respect the values, their love. And we also believe that God's blessings are on them. So how freaking cool is that? Go Germany. Israel, another milestone, the LBGTQ community visibility as the Israel soccer's first openly transgender referee took the field for the first time after coming out publicly last month. So ha. Awesome. In the pregame warm-up during the, the match, it uh, it was a, a business as usual for the players, and some chatted and laughed uh, with her before the kickoff. And I am going to try to say this name, and please forgive me. Beatyar, a Jerusalem fan of Omir Weiss, told Israel Khan public broadcaster that we have nothing personal against anyone and everyone should live their own way. Berman has worked as a soccer referee for several years in Israel's premier league and announced last week that she was publicly coming out as a woman. She said that she had had received the support of family, fans, soccer officials, and players. Berman follows in the footstep of, of uh, British soccer player referee, Lucy Clark, who came out as transgender in 2018. So hell yeah. Shout out. And that's my kind of football. I love it. I just love it. So I'm going to get my little snaps of approval all the way around. Good job, guys. Loving it. So that is Holly Hot Takes. I hope you enjoyed it. There's going to be more. And uh, that's that's the wrap. Thank you, guys. Until next time, be well. And be queer. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. At Quernundrum Podcast. And email us at Quernundrum at Quernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer. <laughs>